0: Buddy brings a level of excitement that uh, will just sit anybody on fire. What, what, What happened to the sign about we were created to worship? When I walked in the back door and I saw that, I said, Yes. We were created for that one purpose to worship Him. And I don't know about you, but I came in that back door that back door tonight, expecting to be in the presence of God and expecting great things to happen tonight. I always look for the good, okay and i'm 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 tickled to be here tonight. Uh, but I wasn't supposed to be opening with the message tonight. Pastor Tim was. He was going to preach the first hour. And then I was going to preach the second hour tonight. <laughs> now I think I was just supposed to land the plane tonight. So. But I I got that I got a phone call this morning early at church with this little quivery voice on the other end going back. You got this. He's he had to go to the emergency room. He was not feeling well. So uh, if you would if you continue you know to keep him lifted up in your prayers i got to be honest with you, I did not write this message tonight. This message is a bunch of notes I've been working on for the last couple of days. I had something prepared, but you know, many times when we think we got it, God says, that's not what I want. And I had the wonderful opportunity Friday to be ministering, to a group of homeless people. Uh, four of them lived in their car. There was 16 of them. And 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 the rest of them lived out in the highways and byways, out in the woods and behind buildings and different things at Buckrow. But he's old stomping ground. And so I want to open tonight with this scripture from... 1 Timothy, is from the fourth chapter, and it's verse 13, And and, and it simply says this, he says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift. Each one of us has been given a gift from God. And I, I, I'm sorry, I cannot stand behind something. I'm a wanderer, okay? I'm a wanderer. So here I was Friday, sitting with us, about 16, a group of homeless people. And we were sharing the gospel. Four of them I knew. The rest of them were, were, were newbies, and they were a little rough around the edges. and uh, But midway into our gathering, you know God showed up and the Holy Spirit just took over. And I got to do what I love to do best. I just got to shut up and sit back and watch God work. But in the midst of this, God gave me something to think about and it's you know we go through our daily life day in and day out and and there's a few things i bet you that we don't really think about one of those is the raft of god how many of you daily think about the raft of god i got to be honest with you i don't daily think about the raft of god but something happened in that gathering that, that made me start to research the scriptures and, and think about that. You know, in, in the old testament, we see the raft of God acted you know, when I was a kid growing up in Sunday school and we studied some of these stories in the Bible, it used to scare me. I mean, they they were talking about Ezra when when they that, that he touched the ark. And boom, God took him out right then. Why? Because God had left instructions on how that ark, which was the presence of God Almighty, was to be carried. It had rings in it. There was a thing, there were four of them. They were supposed to carry it. But David and the good old boys put the Ark of the Covenant on the back of a cattle cart. And when it began to move, Uzzah reached out his hand and he touched it. God took him out. That is a, a, is, is a great example about not following the instructions of God. And I was thinking about Aaron and his two boys when the, his, his two sons got together and they decided that they were going to put the the, the fire and the incense in in, and carry it into the holy of holy places. And and what happened? They were consumed by fire. God took them out. Why? Because they weren't following God's instructions. This is God's instructions, His holy Bible. And we are to live by it in all that we do. And if there was ever a time in our nation's history that the church needs to rise, it's now. It's now. We need to be the light, not the complainers, but we need to be the light. We need to lift up God's word. And say, no, this is how God wants us to do it. This is how God wants us to conduct ourselves. This is what God says. We need to get back to that. You know, he tells us also, he says, do not judge or you'll be judged. Come on, let's be honest. How many of us have a, we judge other people? We do. And yet, God's instruction says, don't judge. Because if you judge, I'm going to judge you. There's something to think about. And then, I love it in James. He tells us not to complain. <laughs> well, boy, that's one we've missed. That is one that we have truly missed. Because <laughs> we do... Come on, let's be honest with each other. We do a lot of complaining and belly aching. Am I right? When we ought to be... We ought to be praising and lifting up the name of God instead of complaining. Well, I don't like this, and I don't like that. And good heavens, I don't know about you guys, but I never want to see another elephant or a donkey as long as I live. (laughs) We've created a mess, you know? Because we've left God out of the center of it, uh, uh, of it all. You know, and, and he tells us, he even tells us in Romans how we are to love. We, you know, instead of complaining and judging and so forth, we are to love. God gave us two commandments. And he says everything. He didn't say some things. He said everything hangs on these And that last one was to love our neighbor as ourselves. That's a toughie. Some of this stuff is hard. But when we stood before God Almighty and we gave our life to Him, He put within us His Holy Spirit. And that's how we get through all of this. You know, the young man that opened up for us this morning. Uh, he, 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 he said, God is knocking. He's knocking at our hearts. And you know, I got to thinking about that later. That knock that we hear, that's God's Holy Spirit inside of us. We didn't put him in a little room and he's going, let me out. Open this door and let me out let me let me let me have the freedom to work within you. I was placed in you as a believer to be your everything everything that you needed. I'm your comforter but we keep him in a you know we keep him in a little a little a little room you know and he's knocking let me out let me out. Me out. God is a good God, is He not? And something that we forget that that uh, you know, I do a Bible study on Tuesday night, and I do a Bible study with a group of unchurched people, and they 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 struggle with what we're we're teaching out out of God's Word. We do it at my home in my living room, and we're studying the Sermon on the Mountain. And there's some stuff as you get through chapters 5, 6, and 7 that God has given us instructions on how do we ought to live our life. And, and they, they, they came up with something the other day, the last Tuesday night, that I see in so many people. People don't know how to forgive themselves. We're still carrying all of the stuff from our past. And we forget that the Bible clearly says that upon that cross he took every sin, big, small, tiny, humongous. He took every sin of ours upon himself and he wiped it clean. He wiped it clean. You know, come on, let's be honest. The only people that remember our sins before we became Christians are our family and our friends, because Lord knows they like to remind us of them sometimes. <laughs> well, I remember when you did this or you did that, and, you know. And I say, well, you know, that's funny you remember it because God forgot about it. He forgot about it, and the, and we have to we have to remember that. You know, one day the Bible says that, you know, we're going to stand before him and we're going to be judged for our service to the Lord Jesus Christ after our salvation, the things that we did after our salvation, after he came into our lives. We're going to be held accountable for that. And and that's exciting because as believers we forget we've been given a new start, a new life. A new beginning. You know, it, it, this month, you know, Buddy will celebrate. How many years, Buddy? Uh, on 1995.
1: 1995,
0: on a Halloween night. Yes, indeed. On a Halloween night. Buddy gave his life to Christ. That's exciting. That's exciting. So, how does all of this have to do with working with the homeless? Well, we're living in a time that the church needs to rise. The church needs to, you know, God said go. He didn't say sit and stay. He said get up and go. Get up and go. So we had a pretty rowdy group on Friday and so I said to him, I thought to myself, now I need to reel these boys in, you know? So I, I sat up there on the table and I said, guys, I said, you know, you know, you know, you know the uh, you know what we're gonna do. We're gonna feed you and we're gonna give you the word. And they were like, Yep, 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 yep. And so I said, I got a question for you guys, because they're all from the Buckrow area. We planted a church down there in Buckrow for the unchurched. And I said, can I ask you guys an honest question? I said, why is it I cannot get you guys to come to Shoreline? It's right behind save a Some of you live over there in the woods. Some of you live over there across the street behind the building. I, and I said, why can't we get you to come to church? Well, <laughs> they started talking. And one of the guys whom I had never met before, he goes, I, I, I quit going to church when I got old enough because my mom and daddy used to beat me to death if I didn't go to church on Sunday morning. And then the guy down the table, he goes, Yeah, he goes, my daddy would go up alongside of me on Sunday morning if I didn't get up on time to go to church. I said, Ooh. And and the guy over here, he said, I went to church not too long ago. He goes, but because of the way I looked, they, they, they asked me to leave. I said, man. I said, Lord, have mercy. I said, well, I'm going to tell you something. I said, it sounds like you guys got church hurt, you know. And I said, I got a way for you to get rid of it. I said, meet me at Shoreline or find a church, okay, but come to Shoreline. Walk in the front door and turn left. And I said, I promise you, I promise you, I, 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 we don't care what you look like, what you smell like, how you're dressed. We don't care who you slept with last night. We only care that you're there Sunday morning so that we can love on you. We can love on you. And then, and I said, can I ask you a question? I said, I held up my Bible and I said, how many of you believe that this is the word of God and we're supposed to obey it? Every hand went up. I thought, well, that's good. I got my foot in the door now. And I said, all right, let me ask you another question. How many of you in here have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Six hands went up. I said, all right. And I said, Well, I tell you what, I want to hear your testimony. I want to hear your testimony. And so a, a hush came over the room. And 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 they, they 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 started talking. And and a lot of them in there met Jesus Christ while they were in prison. And I, I'll never forget one Saturday afternoon when we were out on the reservation, we had all of our pastors together. Uh, The Reverend Paul West came in to speak. And he said, you know something? He's a chaplain there in San Juan. He used to head up the Four Corners Ministry, but he retired and became the chaplain at the San Juan Jail. And he looked at us and he said, you know something? If you guys were doing your job as a church... I could lose my job. He goes, I want you to put me out of business. Because you know all throughout the Bible it tells us we're supposed to minister to those in prison. We're supposed to minister to the orphans. Chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mountain says that we are to minister to the needy. Well, you know, when we say we're to minister to the needy, the first thing we think about or at least I do, is I think about feeding them. That's what I think about. Feeding them. But you know, there's more, there's more to ministering to the needy than giving them a can of ham and a can of spam or tuna or peanut butter or something. That only takes care of their physical needs. We have to minister to them Spiritually, we have to feed them the grace of God, show them the mercy and the compassion that God has showed us. That's what we're supposed to be doing, it's taking care of them spiritually. So they they kept talking, and and, you know, and, and there's always those I don't want to go to church. And then there's one over here that says, I don't know, I heard that we have to go to church because the Bible says that we have to gather together. And I said, you're absolutely right. We do. It's important. And then another one said, well, you know, we, I can know Jesus without going to church. And I said, and you know something? You're also right. You're also right. But we grow when we come together as the body of of Christ and we fellowship with each other. Sometimes we end up on a path in life that we don't understand. Amen to that. <laughs> Ms. Isabel, Wednesday, Wednesday takes her last chemo treatment. Ain't that something? And she's never lost her voice to sing praises to the Lord through all of that. Amen. But I've never, I don't know what it is not to have a home. I don't know what it is to sleep in my car. I don't know what it is to sleep in the woods. But we have plenty of people around us that do. We live in a country today that has more people in prison than any other nation in the world. More people in prison than any other nation in the world. We are closing, it says we are closing, you know, two to three hundred churches across this country every week. It says that 80-some percent of people in America consider themselves Christians but only 38% of them show up on Sunday morning. Wow. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. We've got to be get back to being the light in our neighborhood. And I'm not saying in our country. I'm not saying in our community. I'm saying in our neighborhood, in our the closeness of our neighborhood. Every one of us in here know people that don't go to church. Am I right? Every one of us know people in our family that don't go to church, right? God has called us. He has given us his Holy Spirit, which gives us power and authority and a boldness to go out and to witness. I want to see, keep the promise. I want to see this church packed on Sunday morning to where you got to bring out more chairs. I want to see Shoreline packed to where we got to bring out more chairs. But guess what? It's not going to happen until we get up and go out and minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. We may ask 50 people in the course of a week, and if one of them shows up, <laughs> to God be the glory. The God be the glory. Look around. We're living in a mess. And if there are any millenniums in here, I I apologize. But, you know, we've done a horrible job of raising you guys. (laughs) I mean, because the millenniums today, they think different than we do. and and we're their parents and their grandparents. You know, it must have been in the formula we fed them, I don't know, but they're out there and we got to reach them. And we got, you know, one one of the, one thing I've committed myself to is that I have four grandchildren and before I cross over, I want all four of those grandchildren to know Jesus Christ, and right now I got two of them that know Jesus Christ, and I'm working on the other two. And I got a 16 year old granddaughter, and I don't know what happened at 16. You know, if y'all notice, children they they walk out of the house one day and they come back, and you go, "Who is this person?" You know. But but we live through it. We live through it. A- and so, she and I do devotion every morning. I take her to high school, and 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 she and I ha- I keep the devotion book above the sun visor. And you know, for the longest time, I'd say, "Okay, get the devotion book out." Well, guess what happened last week? She got in the car, buckled up, and grabbed it herself. And didn't need for Nana to tell her. And I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm making steps by the grace of God. I'm planting seeds. And that's what we have to do. We have to be bold. We have to make a commitment to our families to get them in here. Church. Church. We got to go back to the basics. We got to go back to the Acts 2 church where they gathered together. They broke bread together. They prayed together. They sold everything they had to give to the poor. And this blows my mind. They met daily. They met daily. You know, we think Sundays and Wednesdays, oh my golly day. You know. We got to get back. You know, it's a simple process. We think we got to have all this stuff. We got to have all these programs. We got to do this. We got to do that. I think that the second greatest sermon in the Bible, the first is Sermon on the Mount, the, the second one is Peter at Pentecost. Peter at at Pentecost it said Peter stood and Peter preached if you read that message Peter preached three things he preached the life the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that's what we need to preach I know Mr. Buddy does it you gotta preach Jesus you gotta talk about Jesus And it said in there that it touched, it moved the hearts of the people. And they said, what must we do? Our messages on Sunday mornings and doing the week at Bible study should move the hearts of the people to where they say, hey, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And of course, we all know that day, 3,000. Oh, my gosh, Buddy and Pastor Tim and I, we'd probably fall out and go into cardiac arrest if 3,000 people on one day came to know Jesus Christ because of God using us to preach the gospel. But see, in my little brain, I think it can happen. I think it can happen because everything we need to to preach the gospel is right here in, in God's Word. It's right there in God's Word. It's it's time for the church to rise. Rise. And be that light. I don't know about you, but when I look out there in that world, there's a lot of darkness. Am I right? I mean, there's darkness like I've never seen before. There's darkness. And he's saying to us, giving you the light, take it out there. Take it out there into the dark places. People say to me, you know, aren't you scared when you go out, you know, and and minister? You know, I go to places on the reservation that, you know, <laughs> I'm the lightest skinned person around there, you know. I go to places down there in Buckrow where, you know, it's like, Aren't you scared? No, I have never, and I say this of all the truth that's in my body, I have never been scared of taking the gospel to a dark place. And why? I have the armor of God. (laughs) I read that. And if I put the armor of God on every day, he's got me. He's got me. I can boldly go forth and preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so can you. And so can you. There isn't a person sitting in here who can't go out and share the gospel because you've already been equipped. The Holy Spirit resides in you. And God has given you instructions. And what did I just read? He said, go speak the scripture. Preach and teach the Word until I come back. Everybody's whispering. You know, I think we're living in the end times. If you look around, I say, man, we've been in the end times for a long time. We've been in the end times for a long time. And it just keeps building and building. It keeps building and building. And I don't know about you, but I'm silly enough to wish With all my heart and all my soul, that that eastern sky would split and he'd come tonight. Well, hold on, I got two more to bring into the kingdom. (laughs) You're the light of Christ. What an honor. What a humbling honor. We are the light. He sits upon that throne. And he rains down his glory and his grace and his mercy on us to share with others. To share with others. And that's my message tonight. It's not long, I promise. I mean, I can preach for two hours if you want me to. But a group of 16 men and women who live in a car. who live behind buildings and in the woods who don't have an address touched me the other day. They touched me because you know what they told me? It scared me. They said, we don't fear God because of their circumstances they don't fear God. And I thought, <laughs> when we lose the fear of God, we're lost. We're lost. That's why I asked them to give me their testimony so that those who were over here who said they, they, did, they didn't know about God, that they could hear... Their brothers and sisters who are just as homeless as they are, and I'll close with this. One one of the gentlemen in the back of the room, as we were as they were giving their testimony, he said, "What about yours? What's your testimony?" And I thought, well, I'm not going to give them the dollars worth. I'm going to give them the quarter the part that changed my life forever. I said, well, I said, I'm going to be as honest with you as I can possibly be. The morning I got down on my hands and knees and I gave my life to Christ and I said, whatever it is that you want, I'll do. And they're like, wow. I said, yeah, I know. I said, when you tell God that, you better be ready. You better be ready. I said, but I want to share something with you. Before I crawled out of that bed on my hands and knees that morning, I said, I would never have associated with any of you in here. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd have been like the Good Samaritan. I'd have walked on the other side of the street because I wouldn't have had anything to have done with you. I said, and I certainly wouldn't have ended up working and living on an Indian reservation. I said, but guess what? On that journey, God showed me something. He showed me that that ground at the foot of the cross, you could lay a level on it, (laughs) It's, it's that level. It's that smooth. And I said, every person in God's eyes, we're all the same. Whether you're homeless or you're living in a car or not. I said, we are all the same. You and I, there's no difference between us. That's what God showed me. There's no difference between us because you and I are brothers and sisters because we have the same Father. We gave our life to Christ. You are now my brother. You are now my sister. We're all the same. And we've got to stop walking to the other side of the street and we've got to walk up and give them the hand of Christ, and tell them that we love them. Because that's what we've been called to do. Amen? That's what we've been called to do. Share the gospel. Reach out. How blessed are we? How blessed are we that each one of us in this room tonight serve a living God. Our God's not dead. He lives. And he lives within us. He lives within us. So the next time that that little voice knocks on your heart and says, talk to that person over there. That person needs a word. Hey, hey, Walk over there. Share with that person. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because you want to know something? That's what he's called us to do. And blessings will come your way. Blessings will come your way. Being obedient to what God tells us to do blesses us. And I don't know about you, I don't want to miss my blessings. I don't want to miss my blessings. I'm going to close tonight. And it's, it's... I want you to... I want you to think about this. I've had a request when I came in from the back row over there that Isabel would sing that song she sung with me Isabel's been singing that song with me all over wherever we go. And and I'm going to honor that request. And you can come up here if you want, or you can sit in your seat. But as Isabel sings, I want you to rededicate your life to speaking the gospel to people who are lost and who are hurting. Because, you know, it's easy to come in here on Sunday morning and sit here and go, oh, yeah, hallelujah, you know. But that's not what he calls us to do. He calls us to get up and go out there, to get up there and go out there. So Isabel... I want you to get up and I want you to walk around. I want you to sing that song. And as she is singing that song, you know, it's reach out and touch the Lord. Will you know something? Reach out. As she's singing it, reach out and let Him touch you. Let Him touch you and give you that boldness and that new desire and energy who want to share the gospel with those who are lost. How blessed we are that we don't live in a car or out on the streets. But we have a lot of brothers and sisters that do. And I thank God that they touched my life. They may never know what they did to me, but that's okay. They touched my life. And I wanted to share that with you tonight. It's time for the church to rise, to rise, buddy. You want to come up here with me, and you and I'll stand up here together. And, and if you want to come up here, I I think Buddy's got something he wants to say. He's I to share with something. all right. As As you were talking, um, the Lord laid this on my heart. If I can get this together, I and I used to preach
2: with one hand, you know I got to talk with. You. But I wanted, I wanted to share this here. Ephesians 3 and verse 14. And this is Paul, and he has his prayer set for the church of the Ephesians, but I think it's good for all of us. I want to share that with you tonight. And it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family and heaven and earth derive its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with the power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep the love of Christ is. Amen. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And my only thing that I can say on all that is amen. Because as we think about that, I know that I did a fair amount of street ministry years ago. And I'm going to tell you what, God taught me so much through that. Not that we're better or anything else, I'm going to tell you what, it was humbling to have the opportunity to meet people that, that have a lot less. Yes. And I tell you what, one time I went on a Saturday morning and i never felt a hand that was alive that was so cold in my life. Never. This man had slept on a concrete floor all night. He was frozen, man. And I said, can I feed you a sandwich? He said, sure. And I gave him a sandwich. And I gave him another sandwich. And another said, so he ate five sandwiches. <laughs> And he was still in my truck with the heat going like this, just froze, just froze. And I spent some time with other folks there. And I remember and that was the time that I tore the tendons in my arm. And there was folks that were out, and they, they were sleeping out behind churches and sleeping out in it, other places. And there was a guy that was homeless, and they would pick him up on the street, and he would do dialysis. Yeah. And then they would bring him back up and drop him on the street. You know, my wake-up moment was on that, is when that boy had a stroke that morning, and he limped up to my truck, and he said, how you doing? I heard your arm was hurting. I heard that you had surgery on your arm. I've been praying for you.
1: <laughs>
2: and I thought, wow. Yeah. This is a guy. And I took him to to the hospital. He had a stroke that morning. But he was thinking about other people. Yeah. And i really believe that's the message that becky has tonight that we need to think about others hey yeah it's important to think and and and, and have a checkup with us between us and god absolutely but as we spend time with the lord i pray that he continues to to cultivate our hearts so that like i preached on a message a while back it's bigger than you yeah it's bigger than me it's bigger than this building it's bigger than all the churches together it is the churches of the body not the building and i pray tonight as isabel shares it A little bit of a song. If there's anything you guys want to pray about or anything, come on up. We'll we'll be glad to share with you. But I want to encourage you today. What's going to be different about your Monday? Tomorrow's Monday, what's going to be different? "Oh, You know what? We went to church twice yesterday. (laughs) Oh, wow. And they fed us. Yeah, and they fed us good. But you know what? We can give you all the biscuits, all the hot dogs, all the pizza slices and everything else. But what we really want you to have is the feed upon the word of the Lord. So, friends, as Isabel's singing and, and me and Pastor Becky are here, uh, if we can pray for you, if there's anything that we can encourage you in the Lord, man, let's do it. But I want to tell you what. You are worth it. Yes. Amen. You are worth it. And, and I pray that I thank Becky so much for the message. But sometimes the message is, is in, I don't know, deed. And what I mean by that was her stepping out of her comfort zone with folks that maybe she wasn't comfortable with. But look how they transformed her life. Yeah. Lean on the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Follow those tugs and those nudges on your heart, and you will not be sorry. Because I'm going to tell you, the only time I'm sorry about that is when I step back instead of step forward and go, I miss God. Right? But we serve a good God, like she says, and God's willing to give you another chance. Are you willing to give him a chance to use you? Yeah. Let's pray. And
0: I I I just want to say one thing, too. (sighs) I don't know how many of you have ever had the opportunity to let Christ use you to lead somebody into the kingdom. I can tell you right now, and Buddy can attest to this, it is the greatest feeling in all and anything that you'll ever do is to pray with somebody to lead them to Christ. Be bold. Step out and take that light. You know, I don't know if I shared with y'all the last time I was here, but, you know, that this past summer, I picked up a prostitute. Now, I bet you there aren't too many people that would pick up a prostitute. But we had a come-into-Jesus meeting, and I may never see her again. Until I get to heaven. When we left here, last time we were here, we ministered to a man down the road by Langley Gate Gate, leaning up against a pole. I said, Isabel, turn around. (laughs) Turn around. We turned around and we went back and we ministered to him. It's it's stepping way outside your comfort. But you know what? I get this feeling God stepped out of his comfort box when he when he put his son on the cross for you and I. Amen. I'll shut up. You know, there's one thing about Buddy and I. We could just talk about the Lord all night. Isabel.
2: If you guys are, are here tonight and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you know what? Tonight is the night. Yes. If you're listening online and you say, you know, I, I heard they were talking about, about the freedom in Christ, talking about the... The, the new days and a fresh start in Christ. Let me tell you that it starts today. And he says, you know what? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, yes. believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you know what? I love this. Then he follows up with this in Romans 10, 13. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. And I just going to tell you, if that's what's tugging on your heart tonight, pray this prayer with me. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin in the world. And tonight, Lord, we turn from our sin and turn back to you, Lord. Yes. We ask you to come into our life and forgive us. Yes. Lord, forgive us of our sin and set our feet on the path yes. of righteousness. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. 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 All right.
0: These altar, this altar is open.
1: Reach out and touch the Lord. <laughs>
2: Surely come over to a great place, our sister's church, right over here in luxurious downtown Buck Road, uh, right behind. What is it? Long, Long Green Lane. Lane. Long Green Lane. The oh, yeah. address again. Fifteen
1: ninety four Long Green Lane.
2: Fifteen ninety four Long Green Lane every Sunday. So friends, pass us on, share the message. We love you, and we're tuning out. You guys have a great week. Get out and be a difference maker. And start. That's
0: out right. Amen. And re- and remember this: if you prayed it and you believe it then you're going to receive it. All right? Amen. All right.